Well, good morning, everyone. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for being a part of our service, whether here or online. We're just so grateful that you can be with us. Today, we're going to look at hope in the fear of failure. And of course, we as 76ers fan, we know all about failure. <laughs> and we all know about the fear of failure, too, because... In game five and game seven, you could just see it in their faces. They were scared to death of what was going on. They were up by 26, and only Philadelphia could lose. <laughs> it's just the way it is. And, and so today we're going to look at that. And, and it's, um, it, it's kind of, I think all of us, it holds us back from doing what really God wants us to do when we have fear of failure. And the fear of failure just kind of stops us in our tracks. Fear is nothing new because if you look all throughout the Bible, you'll see people that, that um, made every excuse possible. No matter how great a leader they were, they made every excuse possible. I think of Moses who stood there. The burning bush is there. The, burn, the bush is burning but not burning. It's on fire but nothing's consuming it. <coughs> And it speaks to him as God's presence there. And Moses said, but I, I can't do that. I, I can't speak right. I, I'm, how do, what do I tell them? Who, who sent me? And he made every excuse possible, yet God used him in a great way. Gideon, another great leader, took 300 men and beat the Midianites. Uh, but his excuse was... My tribe is the least of the tribes, and I am the least of all those in my tribe. You know, we always tend to come up with excuses. Even Jeremiah, when God asked to speak to his people through Jeremiah, Jeremiah says, I'm too young. But like these old great, great men of the Old Testament, fear can just stop us dead in the tracks. It didn't them because God still saw fit to use them. And we all know fear for what fear really is. So how do we overcome fear? How do we become victorious? How do we have hope in fear? One thing to remember with each of these men that I had mentioned in the Old Testament is that God didn't, even though they protested, uh, God didn't respond in anger. He didn't respond in reproach. But his words of insurance, assurance and promise that he would be with him and that he would be with them every step of the way and today we just want to look at one guy his name is Joshua and we're going to look at Joshua 1 chapter 1 verse 1 through 9 I'm going to skip a few verses in the middle but uh, when we come to that so it says this after the death of Moses the Lord's servant the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, and assisted, uh, and Moses assisted, and he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I have given them. And now we're going to skip to verse 6, where it says, Be strong and courageous, for we are one, for you are the one that will lead these people to the possess of all the lands that I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the instructions of Moses that gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either 
to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book with, of instructions continually. Meditate day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. First of all, we see in all of this that God has called all of us and given us a purpose. Um, many of us this spring went through a series uh, of study and it was called our Kazon. And I was just wondering how many have followed through with that spiritual commitment that you made. The Kazon was the idea that we, we had a call and a purpose and that we are gifted in certain ways and had talents and abilities. So in verse 5 it says this, no one uh, no, no one will be able to stand against you. Why? Because he is with us. God gives us all the same promises he gave to these great men in the Old Testament. There's no greater promise than that. Is there a greater promise given to any of us than God saying to each of you in this room and those that are on the air, I will be with you. That's the greatest promise we can receive. When you're doing what God asks you to do, even in the darkest times, even in the hardest times, he is with us. Uh, if, we look at, if we look at verse 9, it says this. This command I give you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He will be with you. And we just need to remember that. So sometimes we think we're out on this journey by ourselves, and in reality it is. He is with us. You know, there's that famous little poem that says, Footprints in the Sand, you many of you know it, where he says, how come there's two footprints here and then all of a sudden it goes to one? And he says, that was me carrying you. So God is with us and we need not fear. The second thing we see is this, is God's word needs to take priority in our life. Verse seven, very clear. Verse seven says, be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions that Moses gave to you. So you see, we need to obey the commands that God has given us. The key, I think, to the Christian life is obedience. And it, it will help us, when we obey, it'll help us overcome fear. Obeying God's word demonstrates our commitment to him, our surrender to him, and our surrender to his will and his way in our lives. We keep focused on the word of God and allow the word of God to change our lives, and he speaks to us through the word of God. In verse eight it says, study this book of instructions continually and make it a daily part of your life. I would add to that. Now, we have it very simple here in America and all around the world because if you have a cell phone, you can get on version. version gives us no excuse not to study. <laughs> Rats. <laughs> but it gives us no excuse because we can find a plan that will help us. If you're struggling in a certain area, you find a plan. Zoom in on version and, and make it a part of your life and God's word will help you all the way through. Don't let the word of God depart from your mouth, it says. In other words, talk about the word of God 
day and night. This helps us to stay in obedience to the call that God has given us. Meditate on the word of God. This doesn't mean that you sit on the floor, legs crossed, humming. (laughs) Unless it's a worship song. (laughs) I was uh, listening to earlier today to them singing the... um, the Spanish song that they just sang and I read on there that there were two pies (laughs) then I realized that pies in Spanish means feet (laughs) and I said no thank you I already have two so but worship is a part and it's the way we meditate on God's word it's the way it comes alive in our hearts and lives and it doesn't matter where you are you can be meditating on God's word through worship you could be singing the songs and hearing God's voice and hearing God speak to you through these words one way of meditation is through worship singing songs over and over memorizing scripture is also a great way to do that the more we immerse ourselves in God's word the more it strengthens us and gives us courage and stills our fears and quiets our heart for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength Philippians 4.13 so we see that we are called by God and given a purpose we need to take God's word as a priority and then we need to follow God's leading Exclusively, I love this. It says that we need to be laser focused on the word of God. He said, do not deviate to the right or to the left. It is our time, in times that we live in where we're easily distracted. I know this more than anyone. Where was I? In times of our distractions away from the word of God, we can become even more fearful. When we hear from God, we need to be following his instructions and his directions in our life. Making a wrong turn is not optional. We cannot deviate from the right to the left. We cannot allow culture to determine what is right for us. We have to rely on God's word. We cannot turn from the right to the left. Steady, forward, doing what God's on. On course, that's what we're called to do. In Psalm 119, verse 105, it says this. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The lamp unto our feet helps us stay on God's path. It's his word that helps us stay on his path. And the more we stay on his path, the less fearful we become and the more hope we have. So we need to have that hope in the direction that God has called us and led us to be. The more we are in God's word and we allow it to speak to us, the less fearful we will become because we can trust in him. Our faith in God and our obedience in his word will help us overcome our fears. But we should also recognize that failure is not always a bad thing because we learn from our failures, don't we? 
Do you remember Thomas Edison, who the inventor of the telephone and the electric light bulb? He, when people said, ask him about his, um, his failures, he said, I haven't failed. I just found 10,000 ways that something does not work. And so there is an upside. Sometimes through failure, we learn to do the right thing. Sometimes through failure, we, God uses that to change us and mold us and make us into the people he wants us to be. No matter how many times you find ways that something won't work, no matter how devastating your failure may be, always keep in mind that God is there with you and he's with you through it all. And as the Bible tells us, if God is with us, who can be against us? As I wrap up the message this morning, I'm going to ask my son and daughter-in-law to come up just for a moment. I've got three quick questions here that I want to ask them. And, um, you know, I, I know their journeys, so it's a little weird. But, um, but I want to ask them this. Uh, do you have a mic there? Thank you very much. Good, good. So, uh, Jonathan and Amanda, um, you were certain about your call, but what were the fears in the call? You know, you, won, you felt definitely that God was to call you. Yeah, I think for me in particular, it was the fear before the call, right? Because once you're called by God, you're called by God, and you just go for it. But, man, the fear, because we had... I, I really didn't want to be a missionary. I really didn't want to go to other countries. I didn't really like other cultures. <laughs> but God, but but he but did what, like what two pies. Happened, though, but what had happened is like we went, we went, and 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 I'm like, man, I'm so scared. I'm scared of moving my family. I'm scared of this. I'm scared of that. But then when we make the decision to follow God. It's not important what our fears are anymore. All, all that's important is following, opening, like the doors that are open, just walking through them, stepping through them into the next thing. And once you're called, you know, and we put out fleeces too. Like Gideon, like, Lord, give me a sign, give me a sign, give me a sign. And he was just, and he's so good that he does that. If you ask him, he'll, he'll give it to you. And that kind of helps with the fear. And then once you're called, it's just, it's just the go. Just do it because you know you have such a peace in you that you know this is what God wants you to do. So, Jonathan, how, how have you used God's word? Because we see God's word is kind of a priority in this whole thing. How have you used God's word to help you overcome any of the fear that you had? Yeah, so it all comes back to, to hearing the voice of God. What's God saying? And the easiest way to do that is to be in the word of God because it's his word. Every single thing he says in the Bible is true. Every promise that he, that he makes in the Bible, he's going to fulfill. He doesn't lie. He can't lie. And he's so good. So in times of trouble, you turn to Scripture because it helps you understand why you're at where you're at. I mean, because we're all going to go through trials even after we're called. Like, we've been through a lot of, a, a lot of difficulties, a lot of dare I say, suffering or for the gospel and things like that. But like the Lord has just been so good. And when we're in those times, it's taking the time to turn back to scripture and really to hear the voice of God 
in how he wants you to proceed. Yeah. Well, you could tell you're my son because you hogged the microphone. So anyway. <laughs> this last question is for you, Amanda. <laughs> how do you stay on track when everything seems to go sideways? And I know for you guys, it went sideways because it was all about Peru, and now all of a sudden you're in Colombia. So. Yeah, so we got to Peru, and, you know, we that's what the call was, go to Peru, and we got there, and, and the organization we were with went into a huge financial crisis, so what we went to do, there was no money to do, and we also didn't have a community, and it was difficult, and I went through a severe depression, and as a missionary, you're like, oh, no, this is, this is failure. I'm a missionary, and I'm depressed. What do I do? I'm failing, you know, but... Um, God was telling me, and I remember him specifically saying, like, I'm here, I'm talking to you, you're just not listening to me. And so I, we just started listening to God, and, and we had this super wise elderly missionary tell us one time, um, you know, when the doors open, walk through them, and when they close, stop walking. <laughs> and so we, we had, God had been speaking us about Columbia before we had, you know, knew that that was what he was calling to us us to next and so when Columbia came up we just started walking we started walking through the doors and and staying on track and what and what he desired for us even through the difficulties and through the struggles and he you know it's 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 I feel like especially um suffering and depression a lot of people just look down right but God's just like look up at me I'm here I'm talking to you I'm always with you and I think about those two footprints right and so when I was going through severe depression I felt like God was carrying me there was only one set of footprints for me because God was carrying me through that whole process so it's really just looking up at God trusting him and his faithfulness and and grace to um, stay on track and, and keep moving Thank you so much, guys. Let's give them a hand, all right? It's important that we stay in God's word. And even in the most difficult times, that God's word becomes a part of our everyday life. And we have no excuse now because version makes it so easy. And so I would encourage you that if you haven't, here's a next step for you. Load you version on your phone. It's free. My favorite kind of app. It's free. And then pick up a plan. You know, every once in a while, uh, and I'm not going to, well, maybe I will embarrass them. Every once in a while, I get notification. Dave Snyder has just finished such and such a plan. Chris Williams has just finished a certain kind of plan. You know what that does for me? It's like, woohoo! I'm like, yeah! Look at these guys who are in the Word. They're studying God's Word. They're in and they have a plan. I love it. I encourage you guys to do the same. Stay in God's Word. Stay true to Him. It will be amazing. And you'll see that hope helps you overcome any failure you may have or you think you have. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you care for us more than we can even be under, begin to understand and that you are with us always, every step of the way, even in our failures. Lord, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Guide and protect our hearts. And may this week your word jump into our hearts 
like never before so that we can...